0: Uh, 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 uh. Come here, will you? Pass me over the wrapping paper there. Let's get pre- Kevin's present drop. Here you go. What's the weather like outside? It's blowing a gale. Oh, Jesus. No way. You'll, you'll never make it back in that weather. With the help of God.
1: Oh, no. There he is now. Yeah, yeah. He's on two wheels. Oh, how are you, Kevin? Yeah, I uh, I got to the uh, <laughs> the pound shop, and I'm after getting your present, so. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <gasps> I'm delighted with that. You paid for something out of your own pocket? No, Well I don't mind Like the security never saw me I was Like I was in and out Like the security Never caught me so um, I don't
2: believe it I thought so
1: Come here I'm just I'm, Well I'm just getting ready For Christmas
0: I've got the dinner to put on Podbot Podbot's over there And is trying to keep The cat off the Christmas tree
2: Get down off the fucking tree I spent ages Putting that down You dough.
1: never got rid of that cat Come Halloween so No one needs it's, This
2: many fucking cats
1: I need the company So I kept the uh, The 16 cats And um I'm
2: sure that one Is a panther
1: for fuck's sake. <laughs> they're, they're great company, like. <laughs> as, as, as long as I don't disturb them, they're absolutely fine. <laughs> Give them some, boiled some to calm them down. Don't look in their direction. <laughs> That's all I'll say to you. But, uh, Will, listen. I never got to tell you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I never got to tell what? you. When you fucked off at the end of the Muppets episode, I bumped the wheel. Yeah. And, you know, the wheel is God in this yeah. pod booth. And up on the wheel yeah. came best Santa Claus scene And I thought, well shit If, if we don't do it now Then we're going to have to delete it from the wheel And we'll never get to do it So what do you want to do? It's Christmas Banish best Santa Claus scene we can't, that, will. Will. We, we can't do that one. we can't
0: Come on, This is my first Christmas Is it always this <laughs> shite? Bud <laughs> Bud This is Christmas Season of Perpetual hope. Santa's Pelican to Santa! Oh my
3: god Christmas the one night year when we all act a little nicer and when Santa squeezes fat white ass down that chimney night he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house you're <laughs> goofy Come on! hello
0: and welcome to the best bits a movie podcast where once a year we pick our favorite scenes from randomly selectors weirdly christmas themed films (laughs) this is your co-host will writer of three films plus a christmas special and i am joined once again by my co-host and writer of one and a bit films and three and a bit episodes of tv kevin
1: hello kevin happy christmas ho 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 there that's my that's my response to that it's christmas will you sound like santa had covid (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I tell you what, though, the whiskers are coming in. They're a little bit grayer this year than last year, so I'm starting to turn into fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. And I'm thinking, can I make a bit of cash? Can I? Can I make a bit of money? Can I get the the kids to sit on my lap? All <laughs> oh, <I
0: don't> kids. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm 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 beating you to the uh, the required waistline measurement to be a Santa Claus. So um, yeah, I think I I could get some of that money as well. <laughs> So come here to me. Tell me what the heck happened with this whole
1: wheel spin business? What are we doing? I spun the wheel, Podbot yeah. fucked off. I don't even think she told you, did she? No. She wouldn't, would she? No. She doesn't even want to be here anymore, I can tell. Yeah. And um well, it came up and I thought, why don't we tackle best Santa Claus movies? Right. And now I regret it. But <laughs> mm. I came to the conclusion quite quickly. I love Christmas movies. I really Love them almost as much as I love the Christmas ads that are on telly, more than Christmas itself. But when it came to watching Christmas movies that are specifically about Santa Claus, I realized that all my favorite Christmas movies don't feature Santa in a prominent role. Mm-hmm. So, the the Home Alones, the the It's a Wonderful Life, the Ref. Not many people have seen the Ref with Dennis Leary. It's brilliant. Watch that one. I haven't even heard um, of Gremlins. Yeah, well, it was called Hostile Hostages over here. Oh Dennis yeah, I know plays, that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he plays a, he plays um a house burglar on Christmas. It's so right. much fun and he takes a family hostage uh and I love it. But there's there's like dozens and dozens of Christmas movies that I love but they don't feature Santa. So when I was specifically watching movies for Santa Claus, mm-hmm. mm, I was unsure and I'm still unsure where I'm going to go with this pick now. Yeah. What about you? I've dropped Man, it on you. You've listen, not had much time to do much research. But...
0: Do you know what's gas about this? Do you know what's absolutely gas about this? The pure coincidence of it is that this past week, I had a weird compulsion to start watching films featuring Santa Claus. Isn't that mad?
1: That is mad. Yeah, it's right. almost like we knew that we were going to be recording this episode Somehow. since November. We knew <laughs> it, was, it was in the ether. It's mad. Yeah. I, I suppose if you listen to the actual episode, you probably yeah, knew yeah. then.
0: But. If I actually did any sort of listening or, you know, effort uh, in the making of. And uh, But listen, I, I, I'm uh, in a similar boat to you in that, I yeah I love Christmas I love Christmas I think it is it is the the most magical time of the year it's up there with Halloween I think uh, it's actually edges out Halloween um but I do love Halloween too but um Halloween too fi- that's not a very good film <laughs> <laughs> but come here to me, finding I'm 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 on the same boat as you finding a good film which features Santa Claus as a main character or you know even as a peripheral character uh. You know they're they're few and far between. Like you know they're they're. He's a difficult character to kind of pop into a film because he's so bloody powerful. He's basically Superman, isn't he? He's like he's a god. Like you know he's
1: got. <laughs> Would you go that
0: far? Uh, well, he's he's a god. Like he's got magical powers. He just does this amazing thing, and you know, um, once you put him into a story,
1: he kind of overwhelms almost overwhelms the story of it. It's funny you say Superman, though, because the guys that produced the original Superman films, the Salkinds, they almost agreed with you and they went off as a follow-up to the Superman franchise and did Santa Claus the movie.
3: Yeah. The prophecy has come to pass that there would come to us a chosen one and that he himself would be an artist and a skilled Maker of toys, from this day on, now and forever you will bring our gifts to all the children in all the world this is your legacy and your gift as it is the gift of
0: flight oh, yeah, yeah. what how, how do you what's your feelings on Santa Claus movie?
1: I've seen it <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people love it. Some people really do. It's a very, it's a kind of a seminal film for a lot of people. And in my uh, in, uh, compulsive quest to watch Santa Claus movies this past week, it was just one of those films that I really didn't make it all the way through because, you know, I but I watched it in the cinema as a kid. I'm so sure I saw this in the cinema as a kid. Oh my god! And I remember even as a kid going, bullshit, or... Hang on a second. Sat- the character, the, the, no, um, it came out in 1984. It's a beautiful, it's, it's, you know, it, there's a lot of money on the screen. Um, and I think a, a lot of the budget obviously was spent on wooden toys and Dudley Moore. Um, but I'm when it comes up who
1: directed it because I don't actually, I can't actually remember. Shano Swark. I was, at, that was what I was going to say, but when I looked up on IMDb. His credits, it's not included in his notable credits, so that will tell you where that film stands in his auspicious biography of films. Wow, wow! So it, it falls under Supergirl, it falls under Jaws 2. Wow, uh, yeah, Jano Schwark, who, who I think is actually a very capable director. And um, I'm still trying to get you to watch Jaws 2.
0: Yeah, watch. I want to watch it, I do want to watch it.
1: It's them
3: <laughs> every year, the magic happens again. It certainly should be. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> what are you? I'm an elf. An elf? Yes. You mean like a fairy? I mean, I'm talking modern methods of production here. I'm talking assembly line. I'm talking way of the future. Now someone wants to take the magic out of Christmas. We say bigger, better. It's going to cost you. Cost? Cost who? Uh, the people who who buy the toy. Well, nothing. We're gonna give them away free. For free? Well, that's how we do it at the North Pole. Well, that's not how we do it here. Santa Claus is finished. I just wanted him to see what a good assistant I could be. Only one man can stop him. Only one man can help us, and he's coming to take you for a sleigh ride in the stars. <laughs> Alexander Salkine presents Dudley Moore and John Lithgow. The legend comes to life for the very first time with all the magic, all the adventure, all the wonder. Santa Claus the Movie. Seeing is Believing.
0: An Alexander Anelia Sulkind production. So, Kevin, you and me are sitting beside the log fire. Oh, it's very cozy. We've got hot chocolate, and we've got the nice, uh, fluffy slippers
1: on. And Jesus Christ. I think it's a health and safety issue having a log fire in a apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Christmas. Who cares? Well, I insisted. I
0: insisted. Jesus Christ. Do you hear that? I do. That's coming from down the chimney. It is. Jesus, hold on. <laughs> there's someone coming down. There's someone coming down the chimney. It's, it's not a pigeon. Jesus, clear the clear the logs, clear hold the hard, logs, get the fire
1: extinguisher. I'll get the shotgun. <gasps> <gasps> oh my god, my god.
4: <gasps> Hello! <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It's me! Helen O'Hara! Hello! Welcome to the pod booth. Oh my God, it's not Santa. Wow, this was a very bad way to access the room. I am covered in suits. (laughs) Look at the state of the carpet. Helen, you should have just
0: knocked on the front
4: door. In retrospect, (laughs) I realise that now. I was going for something seasonal and it's hugely that fired on my charcoal suit.
1: Welcome, welcome to the show.
4: (laughs) Thank you, yes, excited to be here.
0: For our listeners, who we have with us is we have... um, Empire Magazine's Helen O'Hara, uh, a writer and podcaster, basically film critic legend uh, over oh. the world and a great champion of Irish films, uh, o- you know,
1: over there. So, And an author because I am reading your book at the moment, Women vs. Hollywood. You are. I you? am. And I have to say, I thought it might be a downer of a book because I thought, oh, we're going to learn mm. about all the sort of yeah. the, the hardships and the injustice that happened over the 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 last 100 and so years of of the Hollywood system and instead i found it really fascinating and exciting to learn about all these forgotten heroes essentially of cinema and um and it's almost radicalizing me to the point where i'm like <laughs> fuck the patriarchy because it is a brilliant wow. brilliant book genuinely loving it so for anyone out there if you're looking for a stocking filler i recommend Helen's women versus Hollywood the the book oh, is thank brilliant you
4: yeah it was it was genuinely a, a sort of a balancing act the whole way through to try and you know find stuff that wasn't super <laughs> depressing <laughs> yeah you know? and and you know and it was like you say it was it was actually by focusing on on the women who were there and who were doing this stuff and and that's the thing I mean you, you know yourselves like to get anywhere in Hollywood you have to be an incredibly determined incredibly hard-working person and so th- th- there's a level of kind of um, just inspiration in that, like all the women who who were able to to get anywhere at all, anywhere were the ones who were pushing, 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 and just so determined and so talented and so good. And so, when you look at them, that that kind of you know, even when they they inevitably at some point get roadblocked, mm-hmm. but it, there's enough kind of goodness there that it kind of keeps you going, or it did me anyway when I was doing that. That's the
1: what I've come away from it feeling is inspired. It's uh, the tenacious spirit of, of the people that, you know, were setting up their own companies and, and doing their yeah. own stunts and directing their own films and rewriting their scripts and stuff. And you think, wow, it's, uh, the film business does take guts, but to, to have done it in an era when everything was against you. These are the people I want to be learning about.
4: Yeah, absolutely, they're they're amazing. If you if you have if anybody out there has any time, go to like YouTube or something and put in the hazards of Helen okay. or the exploits of Elaine or the perils of Pauline. And these were all like stunt serials in the nineteen tens with women basically jumping off trains wow. and like climbing down rope ladders from balloons and stuff like that. It's amazing, absolutely amazing I- stuff.
1: What I loved, um, uh, was it the, the star of The Perils Appalling who is the famous damsel in distress that lies on the train tracks?
4: Ah, the, no, uh, that was Mabel Normand, the the great comedian.
1: Right, um, okay. So it was yeah. sort of like, it was re-contextualising uh, that performance where it was ironic and it was yeah. a lark for her and it was something that she was doing on the side of actually being her own sort of protagonist and, and ass kicker and her own uh, uh, shorts and stuff yeah. and to see her um, in a different context when mm. you are unaware of what she was actually doing as her own sort of um, projects it, it just reframed it totally differently for me yeah. so there's lots like that in the book Air. but I loved it
0: I oh, have you. it yeah. downloaded I've I got the audiobook. <laughs>
4: Oh, story of my life, man. Story- I have it. I'm going to read it. <laughs>
1: and it's a podcast, now as well, isn't it?
4: Yes, I've done uh, a sort of 10-episode podcast uh, with strip- Stripped Media. And I basically just got on, like, a bunch of the women I interviewed for the book and then a bunch of other people working in film in all different um, areas. And we went through some of the kind of specific chapter headings, Brilliant. basically, of the book and tried to give a bit more context, and a bit more detail, but also just to have it not all coming from me and-, and sort of get some other voices in there and actually <laughs> literally other voices in there. Yeah. Um, was really really good fun yeah
0: and what's the title of the podcast so people our listeners can
4: also women versus, women hollywood, versus hollywood so that, we've made it very very easy, excellent to be honest excellent. yeah um so yeah
1: but can i say uh as well it's on the same feed as the Bah humbug mm-hmm. podcast yes. yes and when i was talking to will i was like well we've seen a lot of films but we've not seen as many films as a film critic mm-hmm. and a film critic who loves christmas movies yep. so the bar humbug podcast as well is something to uh, to get in your ear holes and you get two for one if you subscribe to uh, a. <laughs> That's
4: true. Podcast. That is true. Yes, I'm like is coming back this year. I've just been actually setting up some interviews this morning, um, and it's literally just about Christmas movies. I had quite a sort of uh, strict format last year where I was basically trying to match up a new Christmas movie with an old one through some possibly spurious means, um, and and uh-huh. this time I'm just kind of abandoning that, and we're just going to talk about Christmas movies and sort of make it a little bit looser. Brilliant. But um, but yeah, I mean I've I spent the weekend watching a bunch of the new movies. And, and some of them were surprisingly fun and some of them made my brains drip out my ears. So <laughs> if I make no sense today, I apologise and I'm going to blame the Christmas Switch 3.
0: Okay. I haven't heard. Unfortunately, I haven't <laughs> okay. caught up with Christmas Switch 1 or 2. So um, oh, did you ex- I mean, get exponentially of, better?
4: Oh. So you remember how in Kind of Hearts and Coronets, Alec Guinness played eight different members of a family. Well, mm-hmm. it's very on a very yeah. similar note, Vanessa Hudgens in the Christmas Switch series oh. plays um, identical. Uh, there's a Chicago baker and uh, some kind of quasi-European queen who look identical. And then yeah. uh, in yeah. the Christmas Switch 2, of course, introduced us to the queen's cousin who also looks identical. So now Vanessa Hudgens is <laughs> <Of> essaying <course. laughs> three different roles in the one film. And at one point, to be fair to her, at one point all three of them dress up as one of them and you can still tell which one is which. So like fair play to her. I think she does quite a good job. I I don't think quite so highly of the rest of the film. Right. Let's just put it that way.
0: Come here. It sounds like, well, actually it sounds like one of those franchises in which I'm hoping it has the same legs as the Fast and the Furious franchise (laughs) where it goes right to 10 and we've got Vanessa Hudsons playing 10 Vanessa Hudson. 10 different people. Yeah, that would be that. That is the dream. Yeah, (laughs) that's the dream. And come here, Helen. So what myself and Kevin are tackling here today is um, we are trying to focus on best Santa Claus scenes, Mm -hmm. right? And we've all both gone down our own little rabbit holes of um, trying to figure out, maybe not yet, but uh, we're we're trying to figure out our best Santa Claus scene. But seeing as you most certainly uh, have watched more Christmas films than we um, ever will or maybe ever hope to watch... um, (laughs) I was wondering if we could uh, pick your brain and um, mm. get some of your picks for one sort what, first of all, you know, what's a good Santa movie for one thing?
1: What's a good Santa movie? Yeah. good Santa movie not well, that yeah. many, I personally there, think.
2: Yeah, <laughs> No, ahead. it's just that
1: I was saying to Will earlier that uh, a lot of my favourite Christmas movies, when we got this topic, I thought, Santa Claus, oh, that'll be fun. But then, when I started to think about it, a lot of my favorite Christmas movies don't involve or include Santa Claus. And when we started to zero in on Santa Claus himself, there's, there's a handful, mm-hmm. maximum, that I think are, um, are worth recommending. The rest are a lot of cynical mm. dross. So
4: I'm curious. I'm curious
1: <laughs> what you think.
4: Yeah, I so I grew up on Santa Claus the movie. Uh, so I'll say that for a start. I'm going to right. declare an interest. Um, and my dad tells me, and I don't know how true this is, but my dad tells me that my you know my belief was beginning to beginning to go. Okay. And then I watched Santa Claus the movie, and I was like, yes, this all makes sense. Yep, on board. <laughs> Absolutely buying into this. So um,
1: <laughs> the power of so. Movies. I mean, credit
4: where it's due. D- David Huddleston clearly that that is that is a great Santa to me. He um is. and, and I, I would say Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a brilliant Santa movie. Both versions Okay. Edmund Gwen was was actually Oscar nominated. Yes. So like we have to, you know, give some props for that. But um but I love the Richard Attenborough Santa. I think he's lovely. I think he's gentle and, and as well. not too creepy. He should be creepy somehow, but he's not. He's <laughs> he's super good. Didn't he play a serial killer or something,
1: uh Richard Attenborough? <laughs>
4: Yeah, was it Rillington. Brighton Rock? Maybe? No,
1: it
0: was te- it was uh, uh, Ten Rillington Place. Or... Oh yes, of course. Sorry, yes, i yeah. So if okay. you've got that in your head, I then... am going to. I hate <laughs> to be the party pooper, right? Oh no, I are you going to pick the party? It. But I'm not going to go. I want to. Do you want to go too um, heavy on it? But um, and it's in regards to the 94 American 34, the American 34 street, because over the last week I watched um, the original and mm-hmm. I thought it was so sweet and charming. And I think it's it's now become, you know, it has, it's a must watch every year for Christmas for me now. And the following night I said I was going to watch the the, re, the remake, the 94 remake, and it opened great. I went, oh, this is so cozy and Christmassy and fun. And then it went further into the film and I went, hang on a second, where's, where's the janitor? Hold on a second. Where's the lovely interactions between, you know, the monkey stuff and even the whole, I just, the relationship between um, the two adult leads, I just, it just, it was
1: more about commercialism for me than the original Aww. was. What about and the I moment re- brought uh, the sign language for the, the, the deaf girl? Oh, that's
0: yeah.
4: gorgeous. That's yeah. not the not best moment, know?
0: Yeah. Oh no, well, we'll get to that, Kevin. We'll get to that scene later on. We'll get to that <laughs> scene later on. But I don't want to, Helen, it's all about your picks right now. So oh, I don't please know. continue.
4: Um, well, yeah, th- those are some of my big ones. I think uh, Ed Asner makes a very good Santa Claus in. Yeah. Uh, in Elf, And I uh, the reason I think I like that one is it's closer to the Raymond Briggs Santa Claus. Did you ever read those books? Love it. And I love right. the shorts
0: they did. Absolutely yeah. love. The, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful.
4: Because because the Ed Asner Santa Claus, you have that sense of kind of weariness and just wants to put his feet up and have a rest yeah. and sort of, oh God, now I've got to deal with this drama. Okay, let's do this then. And then we can get back to toy making or whatever, I suppose. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's just that, yeah. that's the same sense as in the Raymond Briggs Santa of this is a job that he has to do. Yeah. All right, it's time to muck out the reindeer and get them ready and like you know and 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 i I quite like that world weariness i think it's really fun santa
3: back off slick scare the deer buddy is that you are you okay boy am i glad to see you the clausometer suddenly just dropped down to zero there's just no christmas spirit anymore the strain was too much the engine broke free of her mounts I need an elf's help I, I'm not an elf, Santa I, I, I can't do anything right Buddy, you're more of an elf than anyone I ever met And the only one who I would want working on my sleigh tonight Really? Really? Will you fix it for me, buddy? I'll try. Papa taught me how. You gotta find it first. It dropped off the sleigh back over there a ways. The, the engine. The engine. Go, buddy. Go, Mister Elf.
0: That tone of Santa. I love that vibe of Santa mm-hmm. because it's pretty much every dad out there. It's yes. kind of like you know they still love you, but it's just like they're going to be grumpy. And mm-hmm. but it's like it's not a it's not a mean grumpiness. It's just a kind of like. I'm exhausted and tired, and kids, will you stop climbing on me? I just want to relax, and <laughs> I just love the... Um the what's the you know Santa doesn't go to the North Pole he he's house is Raymond Briggs's house growing up you know it's always his house growing up and he lives somewhere in a you know in a suburban England yeah. and uh, you know it's just wonderful it really They're is so good yeah, yeah
4: if anybody out there hasn't read those books it's super super good the father even the Father Christmas goes on holiday is gorgeous
1: yeah <laughs> you just mentioned England and I was wondering what you think of my take in that Santa Claus isn't American and whenever I hear an American accent with Santa mm. Claus I think mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right it. it it sort of suits him more to have um, a British accent.
4: I, th- I think that's probably fair. And I'm, I'm here for, look, I'm here for, you know, even slightly more authentic kind of Laplander accents mm. <laughs> or sort of, you know, vaguely Scandinavian accents, yeah. of course. But yeah, something old-worldy does seem right for yeah. Santa. I mean, maybe though, if we're getting into the sort of Richard Attenborough stuff, you know, maybe he should be able to speak to everyone in their own language and also maybe their own accents. Yeah. But I will say that stuff like the Santa Claus with an E um always oh, yeah. was a little bit too american i think there is such a thing mm-hmm. and and while i appreciate the extreme hotness of the kurt Russell santa claus <laughs> yeah. um i mean genuinely that that's not how you're supposed to feel about santa claus but like the hair is it's magnificent i can can't, I can't oh, deny it uh i you know it it's he it's a very different character let's just put it at that that yeah. is not mine and mrs claus
1: goldie on also like <laughs> yeah exceedingly attractive for mrs claus <laughs>
3: sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake he knows if you've been bad or good stop kids aren't stupid they know how it works sorry santa hot cupid hot comment teddy check it out give me
2: the camera it's santa claus
3: Live and in person.
4: One night only.
1: You don't look like Santa Claus. Well, billboards add 80 pounds. Christmas is in trouble. Imagine if we all worked together.
3: I have seen a lot of strange things, but this, wait till you see what happens next.
1: If you ever meet Mrs. Claus, maybe just skip this part.
4: You know, fair play, they've both done well.
0: (laughs) I saw Kurt Russell uh, cut a fantastic Santa Claus. I like that beard and... (laughs) One of the things that I find is uh, a necessary component of of uh, capturing a good Santa Claus in a film is the casting. And if mm-hmm. the actor who's embodying the role doesn't have an inherent, what seems to be an inherent warmth and empathy, it's it it, it, it if they don't have it, it won't come through the character.
1: It's flat. Like yeah. they so they seem like a, a store Santa Claus like, that yeah. I watched. Robbie guy with the plastic. I watched. Beard. I don't know Helen
0: if you've watched it, but I watched. Uh, most of Mel Gibson's *The uh, Fat Man*, where he plays oh. uh, um, a pretty grizzled Santa Claus, and I went, "Yeah, Mel Gibson just doesn't have the inherent quality of a good Santa Claus, and it just
1: no, it doesn't." <laughs> Merry work. Christmas,
0: sugar yeah, tits. Yeah,
4: I, I was. Yeah, I was. I was busy that day, sadly. So like, <laughs> Couldn't watch
1: that one. Yeah, yes, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell, though, to me, feels like the Coca-Cola Santa Claus. The uh, mm-hmm. holidays are coming. Well, Edmund, the Coca-Cola Santa
0: Claus is very much modelled on Edmund Gwynn from the mm. the original American 34th Street. There's like, you know, there, he, you know, they're very, very, they visually look so similar. Yeah, right? I,
4: but I think you're right. I think there's something about the beard. I think it's the curls of the beard, the very yeah. neat curls that, that Kurt Russell has that make him look illustrative.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. a good term for it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah.
4: Yeah. But he but he's too handsome
1: I was gonna say you were mentioning about cantankerous Santa Clauses mm. and I just watched Claus on Netflix the uh the animated right, film yeah. from two yeah. years ago with JK mm-hmm. Simmons like the ultimate cantankerous mm. performer mm. and uh that's a lovely portrayal of Santa Claus as well it,
4: it is a lovely he is lovely I don't love the film there was a, a very scathing review at the time which pointed out that it's it's kind of an irredeemable hero who learns kind of nothing uh, yeah. and doesn't really become a better person, particularly during the whole course of the film. Um, but uh, but he, I think, is great, and he is a very cool looking Santa Claus and very well designed. I mean, it's it's weird to me that some of the animated Santa Clauses are not as are not better looking. Weirdly, like you look at something like The Nightmare Before Christmas, absolutely magnificent film, mm-hmm. love it to death. Mm-hmm. But Sandy Claus is just weird looking, and I feel like the contrast with Halloween town would actually be better if he was a more conventional looking Santa Claus. Yeah, rosy Santa. His design yeah. is
0: yeah. He's got that uh, Henry, very boxy. Yeah, yeah. Henry Selick design. Even his eyes have mm. come come to a point. You know, the kind of the, the the corners of his eyes, and they point upwards, which is more like a, a mm. cat or something like that. Yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He should be rounder. Santa's rounder. Mm. That's a very good point. That's really interesting.
1: And if you've watched the uh, the 1970 Fred Astaire uh Marionette, well they're not marionettes, they're sort of stop motion puppets. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Then Santa mm. Claus is actually ginger.
4: So <laughs> really, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. I haven't seen that one in years. So he,
1: he before he know. turns gray, he has a ginger beard and ginger hair. Huh. Chris Kringle. I
4: guess that I mean the, some of them have slightly, you know, elfin or, or you know, fairy kind of origins. So maybe, maybe the redhead ties in with that because that's sometimes you know considered a bit yeah. fay, a bit weird.
2: So.
4: <laughs> no disrespect to redheads.
0: Have you got any other uh, <laughs> picks that are on your list? Sometimes you might get into killer Santa Claus or people dressed up as Santa Claus. You know, not the real Santa Claus.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I quite like the weirdness of rare exports. Have you seen that? I've never the, seen it. Yeah, a Finnish film. Yeah. Amazing, amazing film Where Santa is essentially the big bad It's a very proud film And and his elves Mm. are terrifying, wizened, bearded creeps Who sneak into people's houses and steal them That's that's pretty cool But bad, obviously, do not approve
3: It's the most (laughs) magical time of the year When traditions are honoured And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. We found something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant ice box. For storing what? Drill deep. Prepare the dynamite. You have grave to rob. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't give up.
4: Uh, obviously, bad Santa. We have to talk about bad Santa. Yes. I mean yeah. that's a magnificent, magnificent portrayal of of everything that is wrong. <laughs> you have all been
3: chosen for the starring role as Santa Claus. Damn it! What do you want? What do you want? What are you doing? When it came to holiday spirit... That's who's here. It's Santa. I'm on my lost bike, okay? Willie's never had it. It's not real. Well, it was real. I got sick and all the hair fell out. How'd
2: you get sick?
3: I loved a woman that wasn't clean.
1: Mrs. Santa?
3: No, it was her sister. Oh, no.
1: I've not seen the director's cut of that, which apparently is no. a much stronger film. Really? I can only oh. imagine what extra vulgarity is in there. But yeah, Bad Santa's, Bad Santa's a, a laugh. Mm. As Bi-
4: it really is Billy
1: Bob Thornton um, Of course That came out in the mid-noughties
0: I'm pretty sure I mm-hmm. think it was I
4: think it, that was actually The Great Year for Christmas Movies 2003 oh, Where boy. you got that And Elf
0: Yes And
4: oh. I know Controversial But Love Actually Oh, oh God Controversial no, They're
0: no. Certainly no. Controversial But what Elf here?
1: Wow oh, oh my God um, The anti-Christmas uh, film <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a But
0: it's a For some people It's It's You know the, the, you know, the star in their Christmas tree. Yeah.
4: Well, I think th- there's this weird thing, isn't there? There are people who will swear to you up and down that they don't like Christmas movies. So the only one... Th- these are the guys who act like... Not just Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Fine. I don't care. Yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Great. It is. Um, but th- they act like they've got something over on somebody by by saying that. They act like they've, they've discovered something by saying that. They're like... Ha ha, I have fooled you because Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so I'm allowed to watch Die Hard. Like, nobody's stopping you from watching Die Hard, dude. Jesus, chill. So, um, anyway. if Die
1: Hard was a real Christmas movie, you wouldn't be watching it in July.
4: Exactly. I mean, well, the the argument is Die Hard is just transcends Christmas, but it's also a Christmas movie, which, look, I'm not going to argue with because Die Hard is Die Hard, and that's fine. Um, but, But I think Bad Santa a little bit, you know, belongs to that same category. It's like, ha ha, I have fooled you. I've got one over on Christmas. I'm watching Bad Santa. Boom. Yeah. And look, I love it. Bad I think it's a book. great film. But just get over yourselves, guys. Like, allow yourselves to be non-cynical once in a while. It really yes. won't kill you, yeah. I promise. Yeah. So, yeah, so so I love Bad Santa. I do have a little bit of a problem with Bad Santa. fact.
3: This holiday season. The naughtiest guy in town. Just might discover
2: a really sweet kid isn't
3: he yeah i guess so how to be nice good night santa
2: good night mrs Santa's sister
3: billy bob thornton so do you like kids what do you think i'm some kind of curber or something
2: i just mean because you're santa claus
3: bad santa i beat up some kids today but it's for a purpose made me feel good about myself you need many years
0: of therapy as you were just describing it, I didn't realize it had a kind of a following. I know there was a sequel, which um, which I haven't seen, mm. but um, I wasn't aware it kind of had a, a following. Oh, there was, yeah, Bad Santa 2 came out in the last five years, I'm sure.
4: It's it's okay. It's all okay. right. It's like, uh, did you know that there's a sequel to um, Santa Baby, the song? No. Santa Baby by Arthur K. Yeah, there was, I think it's called <gasps> This Year's Santa Baby. It's, it's not as good. And similarly, Bad Santa 2 not as good
1: <laughs> Did you know there's a film called Santa Baby with Jenny McCarthy as the daughter of Santa Claus She had the secret to success
3: The new paradigm is destination shopping
1: Congratulations hmm. You're just amazing I don't deserve it
3: <laughs> But her life My dad he had a heart attack is about to change There's something that um you need to know about my family Your dad is Santa
4: Claus this is serious. Who's going to deliver the presents? You have a suggestion? Me. No.
3: Santa Baby.
4: Oh, yes, there's a whole subgenre of films <laughs> on, like, the Hallmark and the Lifetime channels and things like that, where a member of Santa's family... Comes to town and has to restore the true meaning of Christmas to a usually grief stricken or otherwise, you know, put upon family or shop owner or whoever, yeah, and convince them of the true meaning of blah 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 in time for Christmas Eve, blah blah blah, or they won't be allowed to go back to the North oh. Pole and, and <laughs> inherit the whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of the, the three main Christmas plots. Um, the other two, of course, are um, a retelling of a Christmas carol mm-hmm. and um. The big city person goes to small town and also learns true meaning of etc
0: that's probably yeah. most of the hallmark yeah. films are, are almost are, are all yeah. the, are the third yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: well uh, I know that in fairness the, even the Hallmark and lifetime channels do vary between those three. There are a lot of members of Santa's family Steve Gutenberg has a whole mini franchise where he plays Santa's son who's taking over the business yeah 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 and he has to find seriously
0: what's it what's it called
4: uh i think he has to find a wife for christmas look i can't remember the names of any of these because they're they're all the same names (laughs) (laughs) let me guess you came to get away from the breakneck pace of your life as an executive in the city no i am got fired no widowed no
3: runaway bride no you inherited a bookstore here in town no You're a single
2: mom whose husband ditched out on the family, and now you're here to meet up with a single dad whose wife ditched out on his family so you can blend both families together by Christmas? You came to run a Christmas children's chorus and find
3: your own voice in the process? You have amnesia, wandered into town by accident, and won't remember your identity till Christmas morning? Your boyfriend is here for the winter, but he's secretly a prince of a small Slavic nation. You're here to track down the owner of a locket you found hidden away in a Christmas ornament.
2: That's locked inside a music box. That's been hidden away in your attic for 40 years? No. Oh, well, that only leaves one thing. You're being stalked by your ruggedly handsome ex-husband.
4: But that's pretty rare for this time Uh, of
2: year.
4: It's it's actually, I mean, it's really exciting when you actually find one of these films that isn't one of those three basic plots, or at least does one of those basic plots well. So, like... There are a few variations now that have tried doing Groundhog Day for Christmas. So it's oh, like God. it's Christmas Eve and they live it over and over and over again until they basically get it right. And right. then they're allowed Christmas. Uh, I thought that one was, was a clever idea. It wasn't brilliantly done in the first instance I saw it. but it's, Do you remember, it's, you know. Um,
1: it's not a very good film, but Christmas with the Cranks, where yeah. they oh, yeah. decided to uh, skip Christmas for mm-hmm. that year. And I thought, oh, I'm, I'm loving this because it's like you, they're going to zero in on what really makes up Christmas if you get rid of all the commercialism and all of the mm-hmm. sort of the pressure to sort of keep up with the Joneses and then they did a 180 about two yeah. thirds of the way through the film and they doubled down on everything that they were giving up and I thought oh you just you just basically have shattered the conflicts this seems
3: very unorthodox
1: you had a great concept <laughs> and you've now. Backtracked and the film just felt a bit icky by the end.
4: Yeah, I've I've tried that a couple of times because I kept feeling like maybe I was maybe I was harsh on it the first time and maybe it's actually really good. But that's my problem with it as well. I just don't think that the, that works uh, as, a, yeah. as a as a setup. Um, and I would have preferred it if they just kind of stuck with it. I tell you what, another you know bugbear of mine watching a lot of these films is. Um, I realise that a lot of these films are made on a budget, especially the kind of Lifetime Hallmark, you know, true Christmas ones, all those. They're, they're made for about 50p.
1: And about and 10 days.
4: <laughs> in about 10 days, yes. But I still feel like they could spend just just like a little bit more on the Christmas decorations. Because really? you get you get these films <laughs> where they, they literally are, are set in a castle and there's like a prince or something. And I'm looking at the decorations going, I mean, that's a value pack. Bought for a ten for a hundred. <laughs> you know, that's not. <laughs> that I w- you would not, be- no prince in the world, I don't care how impoverished, would be caught dead with that stuff on their tree. I, I, can, just, um, I can
0: visualize some runner
1: coming out of the two yeah, exactly. euro shop or
0: yeah, the pound shop. I swear to God.
1: <laughs> just bags and bags of the stuff. Whenever I yeah. see that stuff, no, I just think of when I was a production assistant and having to take down all that stuff at the end of oh, the no. day at like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You're still there putting everything away and moving on to the next setup and oh, God.
4: I mean, look, I, I get that it's difficult, but at the same time, there was, there's was one film which is about a, a Christmas decorator—that's her literal job. She decorates yeah. people's houses for the holidays, and um, and they have a whole scene where they go to. She's busy one cr- month of the year. Well, she does other holidays as well. So much yes. money takes her a kind of of like- year off. It's kind of like holiday Inn, except okay. on a much lower budget, anyway, but she um she goes with the guy to cut down a Christmas tree for his house, right? and they have this whole adventure on the tree farm. This is a very common thing in all of those lifetime movies and And then they bring the tree back to the house, and it is patently false. It is absolutely <laughs> a fake tree. Is, is it metallic? Like, Dude, it's a short shoot. Could you not uh, order the tree and keep it alive for one week? Come on.
1: What I do like about those Hallmark ones is that everybody in the film, including the extras, is either wearing red or green. Yes. It's like yes, they're all in Star Trek uniforms where nobody's wearing any other colour. Yeah, but red,
0: none green. of the red shirts die. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: So if I were to
0: pin you down mm-hmm. uh, and say, uh, and ask, for your best Santa movie or best Santa scene if you get well, I'll take best Santa movie what would it be for you? It's not the original Santa Claus movie I'm sure that's things something surpassed that since
4: I mean just I guess I suppose Um, no honestly it's going to be Miracle on 34th Street in that case I think it is the best Santa movie and I have to say, it's probably the Attenborough one. I just think he is such a great centre. and I love yes. that just sense of peace and serenity that he has. And I think the courtroom scene is better than that one than the other one. So that courtroom scene, I think, ah, is great. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm. I would go for that scene. I think he's. Good. I think he's wonderful. I've been wonderful. having
1: this conversation with Will off mic, where I was defending <laughs> the remake, and Will, I'm sure you're going to uh, illuminate your thoughts on it later on. But
0: later on. But Alyssa, mm. I'm editing this, so I'm just going to put in all <laughs> sorts of crazy sound effects. and Instead of having Richard Attenborough, I'm going to put get cut-in clips of him being a serial killer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this doesn't sound Christmassy at all. But you're a very good Santa Claus.
3: As long as nobody goes telling tales out of
0: school. <laughs> That's good. But no, listen, I'm so glad there's an advocate for it because I kind of feel I was being a bit of a grinch in my own head going, why am I being so mean to this in my head? It's because the proximity <laughs> of... Having watched the other one uh, mm-hmm. right before it, I went. I just so fell in love with the original that uh, yeah. I I just you know my um suppose I grinded um, my gears a bit.
4: It might be my generation because I did watch the '94 one first and only watched the '47 one afterwards. So so oh, okay. there may be an element of that uh, going on. But I just think he's a great Santa, and I think Mara Wilson, yeah, his relationship with her, is superb. I think she's wonderful. Oh, she it.
1: was such a she was such a special little child actress. Mm-hmm. She just conveyed that sort of like awe. Oh, it was lovely But I saw that when I was 13 in the cinema And I came out of it privately thinking Do you know what? Maybe Santa is real I'm just <laughs> wanting to hold on to it just a little bit longer And he not is, admit well, I believe He is like yeah, yeah, He, he is. is How do you yeah, think yeah. I
4: got down the chimney? I just like yeah. called him for a lift <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of that pixie dust <laughs> well,
0: uh, Helen O'Hara. well,
1: listen, Helen You don't have to, to leave through the chimney We're, we're, we're going to open the door <laughs> oh, <thanks>. for you <laughs> and you can get on with your Christmas shopping. Well, actually, PodBud, will you open the door there for Helen? Helen, if you want, you can take a few cats with you on the way out. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Before we let you go, Helen, where can Mm. people find you and what do you want people to uh, to check out?
4: Oh, yes, gosh. uh, So, lots of things. So, my Christmas movies podcast, Bah Humbug, will be up uh, soon, as soon as I get some episodes recorded. Uh, (laughs) That's going to happen. And (laughs) then... and then that will will as you said be on the same feed as the women versus hollywood podcast uh the book is already up for sale in all bookshops i think basically in in the uk and ireland uh i think it's out in it was due to be out in the us and canada already but then there were brexit problems because brexit is stupid um (laughs) and then i'm on the empire podcast every week uh and uh on twitter at helen l o'hara so yeah come say hello
0: Ellen you're my favorite contributor on the Empire podcast without question oh, thank you. and and I am still a subscriber I've I've purchased every Empire magazine from October since October 1993 uh, Wow yeah.
4: that's more than yeah. I have I think yeah, <laughs> well done
0: yeah yeah but my parents threw out about maybe one or two years oh, yeah. um but um <laughs> But yeah, I still have it. Thank you so much, Helen, for coming Pleasure. along and sharing your thoughts on uh, Santa Claus movies. Um, You're so much more erudite and uh, knowledgeable than we'll ever be. Um, so yeah, you've just given us a bit of class in this festive oh, season. Really it's only because it.
4: I've s- it's only because I've sat through quite a lot of brain meltingly <laughs> bad Christmas movies to be here. So Fair thank you too. for acknowledging that. Well, you open the door <laughs> there
0: for Hannah? And do you know what? Give her. You Know, uh, give her a hot toddy on the oh. way out so that she's you oh, know, cause it's cold out there. Surprisingly, the snow is falling in our little neck of the woods as well. So, uh, t- there's an extra, there's an extra, take an extra mm. hat and a uh, pair of gloves. Thanks
1: a million, Helen.
2: Take care, oh. Helen. <laughs> Cheers. Merry Christmas. That was nice.
1: A bit of class in this hovel.
0: Fair play to Helen for dropping by. She said, that was mighty. Oh.
1: And that's my present for you, Will. (laughs) No, it's not. No. (laughs) Well. Uh, No, that was brilliant. I really am glad to be got Helen on because she covered a lot of ground there. Yeah. Do you know uh, St. Nicholas is its own specific version of Santa Claus in the Netherlands and Belgium? And I was watching a film for this topic called Sint. (laughs) Which was uh, directed by Dick Maas. Okay, And he's sort of done a lot of um, genre films in the Netherlands. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's from Belgium and I was asking him, had he seen this film? And he mm-hmm. went into the, the sort of the tradition of Sint in Belgium where he's separate to Santa Claus. They've got their own Santa Claus. They've right. got Santa Claus, but they've also got Saint Nicholas who, oh. you know, Santa Claus comes from the North Pole, but Saint Nicholas comes from Spain and he comes with uh He comes on a ship with, and this is where it gets tricky uh, at the moment with the the cultural climate and um, sort of getting rid of a lot of the the sort of the racist colonial sort of hangovers uh, with that character specifically, because he would come over from Spain with slaves. He'd have these black African slaves and they would be part of his raiding party, that would go around to different towns and go down the chimneys and uh, do all the sort of the bidding for St. Nicholas. And currently they're trying to get rid of that colonial racist history and sort of say that St. Nicholas's raiding party are actually people who are white, but they're covered in soot. So that's why they look um, black. Wow! <laughs> sort of putting them in blackface. But yeah, they have their own version of uh, Santa Claus called Sint. I watched that movie It is one of those sort of uh, the third category of Santa movies where it is Santa is a killer. And um, it's a very stylish film. It's a very uh, uh, grubby film. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, if you watch the trailer, Mm -hmm. you've seen all the best parts of the movie in the trailer. Okay. So it's one of those films to uh, to sit down and, and uh, watch the trailer to <laughs> and not watch the film. But just as you were saying that stuff about St. Nicholas, I thought, oh, I should probably mention that. Oh, that's
0: cool. I never knew that. I never knew that. Um, You know, there was one thing we didn't kind of Complicated cover. history. There there is one that <clears throat> kind of, um, well, we kind of did touch on it a little bit with Bad Santa. But there's a whole lot of films that have really, uh, good films that have good scenes with fake Santas. Like um, people dressed up as characters, dressed up as Santas, and those type of stories, you know, when you have a human dressed up as Santa, the the most entertaining way to 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 to, I suppose, depict that is having a very flawed human be- human being being Santa Claus, a la bad yeah. Santa. But I've yeah. got a pick that I rewatched over the weekend, and I actually hadn't seen it in a long time. A classic comedy from uh, 1984 and uh, directed by John Landis, I'm pretty sure. Trading uh, Places. Yes. Sorry
1: about that,
3: Stop, man. This is, help! I don't want your bag, mate. Get out! He's getting away! I'll bet that that man could run our company as well as Winthorpe. This is outrageous! I haven't done anything wrong! I'm not a thief! We want to help you, Mr. Valentine, with a home of your own. And that was a fake, right? We paid $35,000 for it. An employment with our company. (laughs) (laughs) What's going to happen to me?
4: I'm going to regret this, bud. Get in.
3: Champagne for everybody. You are making a career decision here. This man is physically threatening me. He's being driven around in my car. He could be
1: living in my house. Hey, 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 hey! Have you people ever heard of toasters? Remember that, that one? classic. It is. I ca- do. It is class. And. That's it- almost like combining the, a Christmas carol with a Santa Claus sort of uh, yeah. overlap. Yeah. Because it is about um, immoral people learning, they're being humbled. Mm-hmm. and they're seeing the error their ways and they come good just in time for Christmas.
0: So, for those of you who don't know, and I, I stand correct, it actually came out in 1983. Um, it's trading places. It stars uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Eddie Murphy, and Jamie Lee Curtis. And yep. for, I'm sure everyone listening knows the plot. But basically, it's about a snobbish investor and a wily street con artist. The investor is Dan Aykroyd, and the street con artist is Eddie Murphy. And they find that their positions are reversed as part of a bet by two callous millionaires. Kind of. Um, they're like uh what's those Statler and Waldorf, uh, you know, from yes. the, the Muppet Show. And um honestly, it's funny. It's it's actually well shot. Uh the score is was done by Elmer Bernstein. And re-listening to it, I went, oh, it was such a joy to listen it's to in that fl- Ghostbusters. But there's a scene in that in which we have Dan Aykroyd. So basically, Dan Aykroyd has gone down on his look, and Eddie Murphy has gone. This has is now slotted into his role. Uh, not only is he living in his house, he has his job. It's completely preposterous the setup, but it's very entertaining because of the performances. But what happens is, is uh, after Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd has been taken in by Jamie Lee Curtis, who's a prostitute <laughs> with a heart of gold, and what a hooker with a heart of gold. Yeah, and what. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is just really l- lost it because he's seen his fiance go. He's lost all his family. Like, he's lost everything. And he finally cracks. And what he does is he goes on Christmas Eve, he goes to his old office's Christmas party, dressed as Santa Claus. And he is dirty and grimy looking. And he's going there. And it's just brilliant because it's very visceral in that he's going, he's going along this buffet of food and he's stuffing his pockets, his center pockets with cuts of meat and he stuffs a salmon down his top and and he's just and he's drunk. We've all been there. <laughs> he goes into Eddie Murphy's office and he 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 plants a load of drugs and everything inside <laughs> in his desk. And Eddie Murphy comes in and he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like going and he calls in his boss. And he says, "Look, look, look! He's 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 a he's a drug addict and he's he's a." Pusher and you know you fire him straight away.
3: Just what do you think you're doing? Randolph! Mortimer, come in here quickly. I finally caught him. Who are you? I caught him red-handed. Winthorpe, is that you? I'm making a citizen's arrest. This man is a drug dealer. Look, look here in his office drawer. He's got all the bad drugs here. Marijuana joints, pills, quaalude, valium, yellow ones, red ones, cocaine grinder, drug needles. He's the pusher, not me.
0: Really, I just came in and caught this man planting this stuff
3: in my desk. It's obviously some primitive attempt to try to frame me. Frame you? Boy, if that isn't the pot calling the kettle black. This man's obviously a
0: lunatic. I'm calling security. Put that phone down.
3: Hello, security. Merry Christmas. Try to rob me, plant drugs on me, you steal my house, my car, my job. You know, I ought to kill him right now. Hey, look, man, this is a big
0: misunderstanding, all right? I don't know nothing about your house and your car and your job, really. Can you put that gun away? Will you ask the dupes?
3: Put that gun away at once, Winthorpe. You lost your mind? Freeze, slime ball. Whoa. I realize this whole experience Must have been rather unsettling for you. Wintock, don't leave. We can explain.
0: Yeah. You'll be sorry.
3: You'll all be very, very sorry.
0: But he ends up taking a bus back to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's apartment and on the bus, (laughs) it's brilliant, he reaches into, this woman is just staring at him across and he's completely pissed drunk. He reaches down his top and through his beard he pulls out the salmon, which is literally a salmon, raw, and he just bites through his beard into the salmon. (laughs) And he's biting more than beard, beard than salmon. And he pulls it away. And it's <clears> disgusting. <throat> and when he gets out of the bus he's just on—he's standing on the side of the street and he's just standing there looking utterly miserable and all of a sudden this dog we hear this we hear this tinkling sound <laughs> yeah. and there's a dog pissing uh. on his leg <laughs> and then the rains the skies open up and the rains fall on him and he tries to shoot himself and his gun doesn't work <laughs> Merry
1: I Christmas kids.
0: I'm sorry. I love that scene. <laughs> So, Kevin, that was an example of one of those films where you put in a, a character that is in need of redemption, kind of like the Christmas Carol kind of vibe. And you, when you slot him into the Santa suit, it becomes, it's that contrast of like, you know, the the the, the kindness and the, the warmth and the steadiness and the, the goodness of Santa, you know, being embodied by the,
1: the, 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 a corrupted soul who is desperately in need of redemption. See, because this is the thing. I think that Christmas is inherently a very, very sad time of year. Mm-hmm. I think to to deny that is to put your head in the sand because we've all lived a life. We've all lost people that aren't around mm-hmm. uh, at Christmas time. Whether it's you're missing your grandparents, whether you're missing uh, just you've lost touch with people or anything. But Christmas is a time when it is so heavily focused on family and time passes, and you lose people. And I do think that that sadness permeates the, the, the Christmas period. So whenever you have movies that acknowledge that, that play into it, and show you uh, um, a sort of a happier ending for characters who are really struggling at that time of year, be it because of bad choices they've made, or just it's the heaviness of that holiday then mm-hmm. I personally find those Christmas movies are the ones that really really get to me and I I find them cathartic and I find them reassuring and they do sort of like keep the 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 fire going in the in the heart which is a black lump of coal for a lot <laughs> of us
0: <sighs> Well you, you've heard me say it on the podcast now on uh, the commentaries and stuff like that a lot like I for me I've broken down you know, the the essence of what makes a good Christmas story or th- it makes a
1: Christmas story that I enjoy uh, more because than anything look, else. there's something we should mention here. You say it every single episode and I say it every si- uh, single episode. You've written a Christmas special you, and it's yes. on Netflix, Angela's yeah. Christmas. So I've not done that. And yeah, I think that that's a gorgeous little short as well. It's uh, is it 30 minutes long. It's, yeah, and it's just around that, yeah. It's lovely. Angela's Christmas on Netflix. Give that a spin. (gasps) he
2: will get you home, get you all warm and snuggly, and wrap you up like a little holy sausage.
1: What's that? Uh, That's the baby Jesus from the church. He's supposed to be sleeping in his crib. (gasps) Um, But yeah, I think maybe because of that, you've sort of identified something which is really important about Christmas stories, so. For me, the the, co- the core essence of uh,
0: my favourite Christmas stories are about characters who, in the beginning of the story, are very much out in the cold, kind of like the <clears throat> Scrooge, I suppose, is the perfect template of that. Um, mm. And the, the journey that they go on, we, you have to feel the cold. This is the important thing, is you're talking about the darkness. And you're talking about It's a Wonderful Life, as an example. You have to feel that cold. Santa Claus to, the movie, the <laughs> opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they literally... Perish due to the hypothermia. Uh
1: <laughs> um but it kids. That's what Santa <laughs> Die. <laughs> the,
0: the arc of that story really has to go from that extreme cold to them finding the warmth of the fire. Like, they have to go and find that familial, whether it be, you know, just, just whether it be, you know, a family or friends, whatever it is, but they have to go and find that, find a way back into a community. got up. Put a little love in your heart. There you go. is a perfect example of that. Perfect example. It is. And so it's hard for Santa. If you've Santa Claus f-
1: films, Santa really... He has doesn't have an arc. He's a symbol. He's a symbol yeah. that represents the spirit of Christmas and to try and break him down into reactions to that symbol or uh making him into a fallible person, I think it's um you know, with an with his own arc and what have you, I think it's it's a difficult thing. And as I said, when we when I said let's do Santa Claus scenes for Santa Claus movies, I thought, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, fun! Let's dive into all these classic, cracking films." And I struggled with it. I really did. Right. What way? Why did you str- wh- Why did you struggle? Because I didn't like the takes on Santa Claus, and yeah. I thought that a lot of them were very cynical and plastic, and the spirit of the movies just felt more maudlin and schmaltzy mm-hmm. than it did sentimental and affecting Mm -hmm. and it is like it is a christmas carol is such a great christmas story and it it, it's because of the arc of ebenezer scrooge Mm -hmm. and santa claus doesn't have that so again as i was saying to helen and stuff it becomes about him having um problems with his job or sort of the the difficulties of of carrying out his role as santa claus Mm -hmm. so there's a couple there's a couple magical santa I don't really vibe with. No,
0: I know that Helen mentioned Klaus, and I actually, and she was said, she was kind of a little bit, uh, you know, wishy washy on it. And I actually really liked uh, Klaus. I thought it was. I did as well. I didn't like a lot of the needle drops in that film. Yeah, Some it, of them feel a that. Bit... Feels like it was something that you know it was a low budget film, and it felt like something that was put in. Uh, you what know the animation some, of that. The animation. It's a gorgeous type of uh, movie for those of you who don't know. Klaus is a recent. It was. A, I'm pretty sure it was nominated for. Is it um, or Klaus or Claus? It's K C- L A U S, and I think in the film they call him Klaus. I think they do actually. Oh, okay. J K. K Simmons plays Klaus Santa. Yeah, um but in the film we actually never see Santa. You know, as himself, and it's basically. Really, the story is about a postman. It's set in the North Scandinavia. And this postman called Jesper, who's a really, he's he's basically the worst... Jason Schwarzman. Yeah, he's the worst postman in the basically the, post, the postal academy. And he's sent to a small village where the grumpy inhabitants barely exchange words. And they're basically at war with each other. So Jesper, the postman, is about to give up and abandon his duty as uh, as a postman when he meets a local teacher and close. And Rashida Jones
1: from uh, Parks and Recreation. Ah, but uh yeah, but he has to learn. He has to learn those messages through the postman, and the message of that film. And what I liked about it, which um, I know that that Helen had issues with it, but I liked that it's about yep. kindness, and it's about it's as the the character of uh Jasper says, a true selfless act sparks mm-hmm. another, and that unites the whole town where. these warring factions, these different clans, John Cusack plays one of the the clan members who are always fighting. This kindness that that starts from Jesper wanting to deliver post segues into wanting to deliver joy to the different families. And the whole town is transformed and it becomes this this lovely sort of uh, affirming story of the true spirit of Christmas, which even Klaus, who becomes Santa Claus, learns because we meet him and he's a widower. And uh, he's quite a, a sullen. He's like Shrek almost. He just wants to be left alone in the yeah. shack. And he comes to uh, to see what his true calling can be before he perishes honestly <laughs> becomes the spectral force of santa claus if anyone has
0: kids out there and they're looking for something to watch and they haven't seen close uh, it's on netflix uh, put it on it is a joy beautifully animated and it is one of the best depictions of it's it's basically santa begins like the you know he's it's a good solid origin story <gasps>
4: um hello <laughs> jesper johansson
3: postman Uh, Mr. Klaus, you have a gift.
2: You were meant for making toys. So I figured if you donate your old toys, I'll deliver them for free.
3: Tonight, I go with you. There's no need for you to come with me, really.
4: Tonight, then.
3: Mr. Klaus, he'll make his toy. <gasps> Dear Mr. Klaus. Dear Mr. Klaus. Shall we then? Yep.
2: <gasps> Mr. Klaus is the
0: coolest.
3: Klaus? What about me?
0: Ow! What the? Loser! Oh yeah, well if I'm a loser, <laughs> then you're, you're a, you're
3: a, uh, you're, a t- you're too far, you're
0: gone. They're... There's another Christmas animated film that I really enjoyed and I just re-watched it last night um, and it's Arthur Christmas from 2011.
4: Dear Santa, my friend doesn't believe in you but I think you are real. But how do you get around all the children in the world in one night?
3: Dear Gwen, do believe in Santa. He is real. If you've ever wondered how it could all be true, the mystery will finally be revealed. Operation Santa Claus is coming to town. Go, go! Engage rooftops. Ho, ho, ho.
4: Drop time 18.14 seconds per household. Let's
3: pick this up, people. Mission accomplished! What happened to going down the chimney? Never did me any. <laughs> From Sony Pictures Animation and Artman, meet the family who makes Christmas happen. Here's to me, doing an even better job next year. Santa's the boss. That turkey did more than him. <laughs> Steve's the brains. Revised drop time to 14.13 seconds. I love an espresso. And then there's Arthur. I just want it to be perfect for every kid.
1: Yeah, I I love that one as well, actually. And I don't think it's been seen by too no. many people. I think it, they've sort of swerved it because it's it. I think it's like Klaus in that we've conditioned the whole generation of moviegoers and kids to expect those kind of movies to come from one place and one place only, and that's Pixar. And when you have a sort of a, a not Pixar uh, animated movie like that, you... Yeah, people tend to think they might be like the old DreamWorks CG animated movies like Shark Tale Mm. and what have you, and they're not going to stand up to the same uh, level of quality that the Pixar movies go through. But Arthur Christmas is a cracking yeah. film.
0: Well, like Aardman Ar- are one of the was one of the companies behind it, and you know Aardman is just a quality uh, animation studio. And I and you know what it is actually it, it re- the the world building it's be- like okay it's basically about like it's, it it reimagines you know how how Santa operates and basically Santa isn't like one individual Santa's a line of of, of, uh, of father it's a family, it's a family operation. operation and Arthur is the youngest son who's never who's not in line to become Santa His older brother Steve St- Steve who's a real you know uh, efficient he's, he's modernised the Santa operation and put in instead of a sleigh it's a spaceship sleigh and um, uh, but Arthur is the kind of the kind of the the, the guy who corresponds to all the kids and the guy who absolutely loves. He's like the ultimate super fan of Santa and Christmas. And as you're saying, the whole plot is about, you know, one, one present gets left behind and Arthur and Steve is kind of like, ah, it's just one present. But Arthur's like going, my God. It's one, like there's one kid's not going to get the present. So it's about Arthur and his granddad. So the previous Santa Claus going on a mission to try and get this, you know, present back to a kid. And it's beautiful. It really is. There's a, it, it comes is. to a beautiful head. It really is. There's a the scene where they actually, spoiler, get the present back to the kid and the three generations of Santa witness it. And it's kind of like, I don't think any children. No, do I don't think so. There, so. I hope not. Spoiler away. But I'm. Um, <laughs> But that moment where they're how they how they how they're watching the kid, because they're so you're so Santa's so busy with Christmas he's just moving on to the next one and all that sort of stuff. And finally on the last one they get to zero in and see this one the joy of this one kid getting a bike and seeing how. Uh, Arthur reacts to it he, the joy on his face uh, you can't I can't put in a clip because you, it's it's, it's a visual thing but his joy and love I'll, I'll act Did it out you? there for people it's, oh uh, it's like this oh god Kevin oh god <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to your face is that how you smile <laughs> but
1: yeah. that's how I smile so there baby. are a
0: couple of good uh, Santa origin stories out there and I think and animated ones and I think uh, I do think they both are class little Santa films
3: <sighs> Dad, you came. I knew you would. You wouldn't just go to bed and forget Gwen. You're Santa <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm Santa. I'm oh, delivering it. Don't be silly. I'm Santa. Can't you see from this suit? I am actually Santa, and I think it would be best... I'm if I... Santa. You hand, you hand it over. I didn't Inverg. said I could drive. I am Santa, you naughty boys. Here. Ever a bum-bum. It's Christmas!
1: Please. Gwen just has
3: to have a present from Santa. You do it, Arthur.
2: Mummy, Daddy, wake up!
1: Yes. Th- those are two of my favourite of the Magical Santa yeah. movies. Um, but, yeah. So, as I said, I came at this... Looking forward to sort of um, re-familiarizing myself with a lot of the magical Santa Claus movies. Not particularly liking a lot Mm -hmm. of them. Like Helen, Bad Santa was a good one for me, but that again is the Costumed Santa. Yep. Trading Places is another one. Uh, There's a really funny moment in Jingle All The Way where Arnold Schwarzenegger's fighting (laughs) a bunch of Santas. He's fighting like dozens and dozens of store Santas, which is the best part of that movie, I think. It's so like it's so wrong to see <laughs> Arnie the big <laughs> action hero beating the shit out of Santa Claus multiple Santas
2: you know what you guys are
3: nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits what did you call us? you have me right con men thieves degenerates low lives, thugs criminals the North Pole them are fighting words partner put them up oh, relax buddy I'm not about to hit us, Santa Claus! Come on, come on! What are you
2: chicken? Get him! Um.
1: So I decided to pivot and come in it from a different point of view, which is the whole trend of. Killer Santa oh, movies. Oh, okay. I haven't seen many. of I actually don't yeah. think I've seen any Killer Santa movie. There you go. And I thought I would pivot onto yeah. this because I knew there'd be no overlap between this. Okay. So that I, whatever I landed on, you wouldn't la- land on right. it either. I'll be honest with you, a lot of them are grubby. A lot of them are really um, distasteful. And I, I avoided it originally because I don't like, uh, as Helen was saying, the sort of cynical approach to Christmas, which is... Bah humbug! Uh, and taking an icon like Santa and making him into a murderer it feels—it feels a bit distasteful. That was to Fat me. Man for me. Fat Man but, was just like, oh god, yeah. like, this is just this is just wrong. Just these don't
0: go together. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So in the early '80s, there was sort of a, a little trend that started with killer Santa movies, with like the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies, and Christmas Evil. Um, Christmas Evil's got a, a, an interesting story to it, but it's quite a grubby film it's basically about a boy who sees Santa Mm -hmm. um, canoodling with his mother and it warps him and he becomes quite puritanical and he grows up to be a guy who works at a a toy factory and he's making a list of uh, good and uh, nice and naughty kids. And of course it just becomes quite bloody and it becomes its own little um, uh, spin on the, the, the Santa story.
3: I told you he'd be happy that we remembered him. This Christmas, Santa's (laughs) going to make everyone happy. (laughs) The grown-ups. And the kids.
1: Christmas Evil. The non-believers. I watched Synth, as I mentioned, which is basically... That was one which kicked off or it sort of preempted a lot of the Krampus stories that we saw about 10 years ago where suddenly everyone was making their own version of the anti-santa yeah. uh the sort of the german mythological creature of Krampus the goat santa who uh is the antithesis to santa he's there to basically get rid of all that, the, the the naughty mm-hmm. people and that movie that came out by Oh, what's his name? The guy that did Trick or Treat. Is this Krampus, Kevin? Krampus, yeah. Yeah, so Krampus by Michael Doherty, I think, is fun. Um, It's in that gremlin spirit of a bunch of um, housebound family members who don't particularly get on with each other, realise that they're being stalked and slain by Krampus. And Krampus has uh, lots of magical little creatures to help him sort of carry out his Mm -hmm. deeds. I really enjoy Mm -hmm. that film. It's not a Santa Claus movie, but... I thought I'd throw it out there.
2: We heard something on the roof. The hell is this? Saint Nicholas is not coming this year.
3: Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers
1: did not come to give,
2: but to take.
1: Um, and Rare Exports, as, as I mentioned. But the one that I landed on, and this is my pick. Right. Uh, is a Killer Santa story and it's a scene. Okay. But it's also an entire story. Okay. It's a short film. It's from 1972. It's an adaptation of the EC Comics Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. And it is the first segment in that anthology film directed by Freddie Francis. And um, it stars Joan Collins. And it basically, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's about 12 minutes long. In fact, it's 12 minutes exactly. It's got so much style. I think it is the best of those killer Santa storylines. And basically Joan Collins in it, she um, plays a character called Joanne and Joanne kills her husband on Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve. And uh, she's preparing to hide the body and she hears on the radio uh, announcement of a homicidal maniac who's dressed up as Santa Claus who's outside lurking. She sees him. She's sort of uh, then caught in a position of calling the police to notify them that... the the homicidal maniac dressed as Santa is outside. But what she tries to do then is to try and uh, position it so that it looks like the homicidal maniac has killed her husband and she can get away with the crime. And 12 minutes long, Freddie Francis, who was a two-time Oscar-winning cinematographer, directed it. Uh, He won his Oscar in 1960 for Sons and Lovers and then he pivoted into making a lot of Hammer horror films. And this is one of them. And it's my favourite of his directing career. But what's interesting about him is that he then pivoted back into being a cinematographer right. again and he had another you know prestigious run of it where he was directing uh David or he was shooting David Lynch's films like uh Elephant Man and Dune and course, Straight Story yeah. And uh, he did Cape Fear with Martin Scorsese and he won his second Oscar then for Glory. But he directed it. It stars Joan Collins. It's called An All Through the House. It's from Tales from the Crypt, 1972. And it's my favourite oh. anti-Santa wow. scene. Wow,
0: class pick. Like that's something I, I'm looking at images of, from, images of here from uh, on online and
1: it looks absolutely disturbing. It looks class. It's brilliant. It's in the same vein as Black Christmas. Wow. So, if you like that, uh, that's one to oh, watch. Wow.
2: He's here, I let him in. It's Santa.
1: But I thought I would go before you yeah. with that because I feel like you're gonna get us back. I am going with the more cozy, warm side of you're Christmas rather than me right. There, there's, going a cup, there's two bloody Christmas quick ones
0: I want to mention before I get to my pick, and it is a and they're picks of guys in the Santa suit. You know, and, but they are scenes I love. Um, one is in in the French Connection where we have Gene Hackman uh, you know as uh, Oh a class. yeah I forgot yeah, about that. early in early in that film where he's dressed as Santa and he chases down the guy in uh, in the in the street and it's really it's it's great it's it's so that film is so gritty but like having you know Santa kick the crap out of, like
1: oh what does he say it, what does he did say did you pick your feet and
0: did you pick your feet and I can't pronounce it kipsy pickipsy yeah Which is a reference to an actual uh, real life, what that was about. There was was no other mention of it in the film. But that was actually uh, in reference to a real life killing that happened in Poughkeepsie. And the killer had gone into a woman's house, raped and murdered her. And he picked his feet when he was sitting on the bed. So all the skin was lying on the floor happy Christmas so that's what, <laughs> so oh, that's, what that's in referenced. It did you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie I had no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's really wow. gritty and it's really like again it's that point of like you know oh Santa's got a gun it, you know
1: it puts you in the, the Christmas
3: spirit it
0: puts you right there in the Christmas spirit
3: have you ever been in Poughkeepsie you've been in Poughkeepsie haven't you I want to hear it come on yes, yes I've, I've been, you've been there right yeah, yeah. you sat on the edge of the bed didn't you you took off your shoes put your finger between your toes and picked your feet didn't you That's it. That! yes all right, you want to shear my partner? You know what that means? God damn it! All went along, I got to listen to him gripe about his bowling scores. Now I'm gonna bust your ass for those three bags, and I'm gonna nail you for picking your feet and
0: for tips. The other one that I love is get, veering us back towards Santa. Santa movies is uh National am- Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and yeah, but Santa's not in that. That's one of my favorite favorite Christmas but movies. But is there not a scene? Oh God, am I complete? The, the animated well, sequence? Well, I love the animated sequence, so I can put it in there because the animated opening sequence. But uh, when uh, Dennis Quaid, or no, Randy Quaid comes back. Randy Quaid, cousin, cousin Eddie. Eddie. comes back with a... Uh, with, uh, um, uh, Bill Murray's brother. You have to do all the brothers of whatever. Oh yeah, and he's,
1: he comes. He, he picks up his boss. Is, That's his Christmas. The Christmas has
0: gone to come. Everyone knows what this film is. It's gone to complete shit. And and uh, Chevy Chase is uh, has oh, lost. It yeah. will
1: please please put in the clip of Chevy Chase having a meltdown because it's one, <laughs> one of the best monologues That's in Christ. movies. And I would have if I could have. I would have squeezed into best yeah. monologues. It's, but it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant.
0: It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, hey! If
3: any of you are looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I have one. i like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in the Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head.
0: Uh, you know, uh, It's a Wonderful Life uh, and all the others. We religiously watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in yes, our house. absolutely same. I um, love it. Same. I love it. And I love the way it completely disintegrates. It's like Christmas. It's like, it embodies Christmas because everything starts off so, the. it's basically the anticipation you, you want it to be the best Christmas ever.
1: All the good, All intentions, the good intentions. And it just goes <laughs> to <laughs> shit. <laughs>
0: when, the, when the parents come in, the doorbell goes ding dong, ding dong. And immediately, immediately, Knack uh, Griswold just bails. <laughs> he just goes, What have I done? It's like, Why did I invite my our parents over?
2: Oh, what? I was here.
3: Wait, folks, to... folks, folks, Merry Christmas. you you got baby! Merry Christmas! Oh, Mom.
4: Oh, you knock on the door.
3: You know, they took a pint of fluid out of my lower back. You see this mole?
2: This mole on my neck? You uh-huh. think it's changing color?
3: No. Well, you keep touching it. It's getting redder.
2: I
4: got hemorrhoids. Can you believe that? Oh, mother. Isn't that terrible? Oh, You're not getting the garage space. I'm doing the parking. No. Ross, oh, you want to oh, help me? They're not sleeping in my room. I want to go to my Your grandma's got a
2: real painful burr on my heel. And if you rub it for me, I'll give you a whole quarter.
4: <laughs> quarter. And I'll give Audrey a quarter too, Audrey. I'm going to park my car in the garage. Car. No, I'm like car. Car.
3: Stop Stop car. This is what Christmas is all about. I'll uh, park the cars and check the luggage and uh I'll be outside for a season.
1: But there's also a sweetness Definitely. to that when he's upstairs in the attic and he's watching oh. all the old movies and he's trying to cre- recreate... He has a lovely relationship with his dad, and he's trying to recreate the the warm feelings of Christmas he used to have as a kid for his yeah. own family. And he's just—it's not going well. And for you know, him. I can. And I watch that every Christmas with my own dad, and we end up in hysterics, yeah. especially at the dinner table <laughs> when the dog <laughs> is yes. coughing up, and it's like. <clears throat>
3: Ed, what's wrong with the dog? Oh, he's just yakking
0: on a bone. He got it up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Clark is like going, uh, maybe, you should, maybe you shouldn't Maybe you should feed the dog from the table. He's like, ah, no, I wasn't. He was probably just rummaging around in the trash. <laughs> Cut to them opening up the door and it's like rubbish all over the kitchen. I love it.
1: <laughs> I love when he puts all the Christmas lights on the, the yeah. house. And they just this one cutaway of the electric meter just going <laughs> <with> this, uh, <laughs> spinning. Joy be to the grand. world! <laughs> like we are it that uh, much. I, I know all it. the beats. I know all the beats in this film. It's it's a movie that doesn't have Santa in it. For me, to, uh, with that is so peripheral, so sort of uh, on the outside that I. I would have mentioned it if I thought I could squeeze it in, I'm, but yeah, that's one of my favourite Christmas movies. The only way I'm movies. getting in there
0: I, I, I is, right, we've got Santa in opening credits. We've got an animated Santa there. And I do love those opening credits. And I love that Christmas yeah. tune as
1: well that opens movies. movie. Yeah.
0: It's such a great oh, it's Christmas It's wonderful. Song. It really is. Ah, God, that's a great film. But, okay, I'll get to my... And that's the one we're both recommending for this time. <laughs> Come here. No, I have to bring it back to, oh, and actual, by the way, by the way, like, like our house and we both myself and my wife know it, like, you know, but and I think she's more guilty of it than I am, but we are kind of like the Griswolds. Like, you know, we go full on for Christmas and she goes full on, like, you know, you know, pedal to the floor, you know, the decorations, you know, it's, you know, it, it's great and all that sort of stuff. And then you take them down in March. Oh no, we them take them. We take them down January first. <laughs> this is mad. Like you know, if we take them down like January first
1: or down. That's too soon. No, that's it's too soon. January first. Twelve days of Christmas. They've got to stay up till January. We 6th. take them down January. Women's Little Christmas. It's will. It's January sixth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah we got to put that out there in the world, actually, because some people listening to us might not be aware of the tradition in Ireland, specifically in mm. Cork, of Women's Little Christmas or, or Little Women's uh, Christmas. Yeah. We uh, yeah. say
0: up. Little Christmas or Women's Christmas, but Little Christmas, that's what I remember. Yeah, Little yeah.
1: Christmas. But it's basically, it happens on January 6th. It's the last day, officially, of Christmas. And it's when... Uh, Patriarchy, yeah. you know, coming into play again, but it's usually when all the, the the mammies and the grandmothers and whatever who have basically run the show for put all their of Christmas, asses off, yeah, it's their Christmas. Yeah, they get to put their feet up and everything is taken care of and catered for them. And in town, all the bars are uh, cheap drinks for mm-hmm. the for the women. It's um. Half price And it's a tradition in Cork And it's Little Christmas Happens on January 6th And it marks the end Of Christmas So taking your decorations down I know in the States A lot of them Take them down on like The day after Christmas Day Which is bizarre to me Oh man, but uh, yeah. yeah,
0: but in our house, uh, like Jesus, my my wife, she puts in a fierce amount of effort. Now uh, you know we, we do, but we, but it, but it's that it, National Poons captures the idea. It's the anticipation is the best part to Christmas. The best part to Christmas is November, December, like you know, the, the just the kick off from December. Once you hit Christmas morning. Once you hit Christmas morning, it's puff, it's gone. And I can't watch another Christmas film. I cannot watch a Christmas film. All I want to watch is like Die Hard's and Indiana Jones and James Bond. Uh, I I don't want to listen to it. All yeah. the radio, all the Christmas songs are off the radio. And it's just like, right, we're in that zone. Oh my God. Yeah. But I want to bring us back. I Gosh. want to bring us back. I want to, I want to, I want to reveal my favourite Santa Claus scene. Right. And... Here, Here we go. go. Joy <laughs> to the world. But <laughs> switch on the lights. There we go. <laughs> get, the, get the cats down. Um, but it is the original Miracle on 34th Street. And I only watched it for the first time this ah. past week. It is an absolute gem of a film. <laughs> Uh, I've watched it. Tw- I watched it twice in the last week. I just—I've never seen it. It's so worth watching. It really is, and it's of course it's it's an original story. Like well, it's adapted. Sorry, it's adapted from a short story by uh, Valentine Davies, uh, and but written and directed by George Seaton. Right, who did his long illustrious career did like? Well, he did things like Airport, but he's he's made a hell of a lot of films. Um, <laughs> I like Airport. Yeah, it's, that's a good New Year's type of movie. That's a good point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but it came out in 1947, and it stars uh, our, our Ireland's own Maureen O'Hara and Legend John Payne, uh, who plays the kind of the, the the boyfriend role. Or in the in that version, he's not a boyfriend yet. Uh, and young Natalie Wood plays the um, the kid role, the kid who doesn't believe. The Mara Wilson, yeah, role. it's Natalie Wood
1: who I'm going to watch it uh, this Christmas, but I didn't get to it this Do, time. But and most importantly, it's uh, it stars Edmund
0: Gwynn. No, I know uh, Helen already brought him up, but Edmund Gwynn is just best santa that has ever been his voice why okay first of all it's it's the writing as well right it's not only his depiction it's he okay he comes into this world and he encounters this uh, he he just wander he wanders into the Macy's Day Parade. He's just casually Santa's just wander going through New York. It's a month before Christmas, it's uh, Thanksgiving, and they have the famous the uh, oh. Thanksgiving parade, I'm pretty sure Macy's Parade. I don't know what it's officially it's called. And he's just casually yeah. watching it. But what this, <laughs> Not Thanksgiving. The, the Santa is is drunk and he goes, ah, this isn't right, and he takes up the role. It's pretty much the exact same setup as the as the as the remake. Um But there's a quality, a timber to his voice, and also a warmth to his performance. In the original film, he sets out his stall very early on in in, in saying that he meets this mother and daughter in the the guise of, you know, Maureen O'Hara and Natalie Wood. And Maureen O'Hara has thought is a divorcee. It's a secular film, which is mad. There's no mention of God or, you know, any sorts of religion in it. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no God. Okay. There's no God or nothing like that in this. Because that's a big contribution
1: yes. to the yes. remake. Yes,
0: and that, that irked me about the remake. I was like going, wow, I thought it was such a progressive film from back then. Maureen O'Hara is a divorcee like back then as well, like, you know, 1947, she's a for, she's a career woman. Yeah, which was still illegal
1: in Ireland in the 90s when this, the there remake came and
0: out. He, and which her problem is, is she's reared her kids. She's kind of had become a little bit tough uh, on herself and she's reared her daughter, Natalie Wood, to basically not... Believe in fantasy, not believe in make believe, not believe in any any of this sort of stuff. And as a result, she's kind of like uh, cripples her daughter's imagination. And she encounters by happenstance she encounters this Edmund Gwynn who gets hired to play Santa, but he says he's a real Santa. And when he learns that Maureen O'Hara doesn't believe and that he's uh, that she's taught her daughter not to believe, he basically makes it his mission. Like it's critical. He says, "My mission is to make you believe that I'm real."
3: You see, Mrs. Walker, this is quite an opportunity for me. For the past 50 years or so, I've been getting more and more worried about Christmas. Seems we're all so busy trying to beat the other fellow in making things go faster and look shinier and cost less that Christmas and I are sort of getting lost in the shuffle.
2: Oh, I don't think so. Christmas is still Christmas.
3: Oh, Christmas isn't just a day. It's a frame of mind. And that's what's been changing. That's why I'm glad I'm here. Maybe I can do something about it. And I'm glad I met you and your daughter. You two are a test case for me. We are? Yes, you're sort of the whole thing in miniature. If I can win you over, there's still hope. If not, then I guess I'm through. But I'm warning you, I don't give up easily.
0: Now, it's beautiful, but the scene that I, I love, and it's a scene that, honestly, I was breaking down watching it. There's a scene where which was remade for the 93 version, and it's... When Natalie Wood, Natalie Wood's character, is taken by her friendly neighbour, uh, George, to see... This Macy's uh, Edmund Gwynn's uh, Santa. In he's now working as Santa in in the, in the in the in Macy's, and she's very cynical. And her performance, they you know, she sits on his lap, and she's very cynical, and, and he gives this really cute little, she, you know, she's, you know, very very cynical. And he says, well, I am real. And she says, well, you're kind of, your beard looks real, and you don't have the things over yours. And he says, well, it is real. And she goes, and she says, is it really? And she tugs at it, and he gives this lovely little yelp, right what follows on after that is what's really beautiful. In the 94 version, what we have is Santa encountering a, a deaf girl, right? And he he uh, signs, you know, jingle bells with her and it's very sweet and it's lovely. It is sweet. It is sweet. But listen to me, the original one is different. The original one is a girl comes up to him with a woman, right? Now, Natalie Wood watches this from the side and this girl, she's, she's speaking Dutch, right? And... The, mo- the, the woman isn't her mother the woman is her foster mother and her, the, the foster mother said I'm really sorry she you know you won't understand you she doesn't know how to speak English and um, but she insisted on coming to see you and Edmund Santa just immediately goes nonsense and he s- starts speaking back to her in Dutch say
3: thank you Santa Claus bye Merry Christmas well young lady and what's your name? I'm sorry she doesn't speak English. She's Dutch. She just came over.
2: She's been living in an orphan's home in Rotterdam ever since. Well, we've adopted her. I told her you wouldn't be able to speak to her. But when she saw you in the parade yesterday, she said you were Santa Claus, as she calls you, and you could talk
3: to her. Well, I didn't know what to do. Hello. ik ben glad that you're bent.
2: Oh, been yes. i Santa Claus. Yes, I'm now,
0: what's so critical Aww. about this is that when you see this child's face, her face there's worry on her face. And when the moment Edwin Gwynne starts speaking to her in Dutch, her face erupts in delight. Erupts in delight. And she instantaneously bursts out and speaks. The two of them have this exchange, and the two of them start singing together a, you know, a whatever Christmas song, this Dutch Christmas song.
3: Naturnik, sigma, but just a will in heaven, van Sinterklaas.
2: <laughs> Niks, ik help van alles. Ik wil alleen maar, bij deze will leave a domicile.
3: je you one zingen? me singen?
2: Sinterklaas kapuncia,
3: kaput in my geef het in mijn larsia
0: but but when you look at the context it's quite clear that if you look at when this film was set 1947 she's in a, both her parents are dead she's a, she's an orphan she was through world that child went through world war ii and she's been She's been shipped off to America and she's there and she's met the first person or one of the few people who could understand her. And holy shit it hit hard. And we don't understand what she says, because she's they're both speaking Dutch, Santa and and the little girl. But I actually found online so the um the, someone had translated their dialogue. Oh really? Yeah. And what she says, what the girl says to him is she says, um, Santa says, What 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 would you like me to bring you for Christmas? And she says, I don't want anything. I just want I just want to this I want to stay with I want to stay with this this kind woman who's looking after me. I don't want to be taken away, oh. and he. Oh God, it's awful. Oh. <laughs> but it's so. And he says, "Don't you worry, I won't change anything." You know, and um, and he they, uh, he just says, "Well, we'll be we singing a Christmas song together." But it was this beautiful thing, and it it re-emphasized for me what Santa should be, and and. What Santa should be is basically Santa should be what each individual child needs him to be, whether it be someone to give him some a toy that they love, or just someone to talk to, Um, someone that they you know, or just basically. uh, Yeah, you're
1: getting emotional. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not just me.
0: (laughs) But just when I saw like it was it was that old child's face and knowing what that old child had been through. And then realising that Santa is unique for every individual child. And that's why it's very hard to pin him down with an origin story. Because he's unique to each and every one of us. He's absolutely unique to each and every one of us. And he is what we need him to be and what every child needs him to be. And that's why he's elusive. But also that's why he's so special and why he shouldn't be co-opted by commerce. And uh, But yeah, so that scene is just the best. That's beautiful.
1: That You have... You have... I came into this thinking I'm not particularly keen on the character of Santa Claus because he is a lie that we tell to children and it is an unnecessary lie, I think, because a lot of single parents out there, a lot of uh, working class parents, they struggle really, really hard to um, create a, a, um, a, a magical version of Christmas, which is sold to us through adverts, which bombard us with this. Perfect version of um an experience that is very hard to replicate, and I sort of push back against that a little bit. But what you just said there has turned me around on it because it's 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 about those parents trying to keep the imagination and the 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 point of Santa alive, which is that there are there's kindness out there. And there's yeah, magic. It's there's magic. There's there's, magic, there's hope. There's magic. I think that's
0: lovely. Yeah, will. It's what it is. That's what it is. There's hope and there's magic, and it and it will come. It will reach us in whatever way, it, whether it be small or big, but it will reach us once a year.
1: I suppose Christmas is that time where you get to um, you get to to cement those bonds with people that you may have uh, lost touch with or you may have grudges with, and you get to to um, start fresh in the new year. And I suppose it's a lovely way to go into the new year, which is rem- reminding yourself about the importance of kindness, forgiveness, connection, mm-hmm. family, love, generosity, all those sort of good mm-hmm. things. And you start over as a as a new version of yourself with, with New Year's resolutions, and what have you. So uh, that's lovely, really sweet. And... A nice antidote to me having uh, Santa Claus come in and, <laughs> and strangle John Collins. <laughs> but what a wonderful compliment.
0: I think fucking fantastic. Great. Like, yeah, you can pick your poison. So, like, I've got that. Uh, it's on YouTube. So, uh, 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 what's the name of the film again? It was, and, it, and all through the house. Wasn't that the name of the? And all through the house. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought you were say Miracle oh yeah no. Street. No, well, YouTube, Miracle 34th Street isn't, I tried to find it on YouTube. No, it's still, it's. it's I saw it on Sky or whatever it was on.
1: I'm 100% going to watch yeah. it. I had it all queued up here to watch and I didn't get around to it because um, I'd sort of formulated a take yeah. in my mind, which was that I'm not really keen on this whole Santa Claus business. That was and, special. And uh, now I'm like, I want to go back and I want to watch this because I did really enjoy, as I said to Helen, the, the remake. So I'm probably going to love the original
0: yeah he won the best as- uh, best. Uh, there was two they won actually best screenplay as well that year so Edmund Gwen won best actor the first and only time anyone's won it for playing Santa Claus the applause may give you a clue the, winner? the winner
2: Edmund Gwen in Miracle Art 34th congratulations thank you
3: thank you Angel. thank you, <laughs> Now I know there's a Santa Claus. (laughs) Oh, you may laugh, ladies and gentlemen. It's not so easy to be certain, you know. He's a most elusive little fellow. Turns up in all sorts of places, under all sorts of names and disguises. First time I ever met him, he told me his name was George Seaton. And wonderfully, George Seaton had his revenge by bringing him to life. About a year and a half ago, he suddenly turned up at Culver City and told me his name was Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. That was the day Metro agreed to loan me the fox to make the picture. And now, I think it's time Santa Claus added a word to his name. I think he ought to call himself Santa Claus Incorporated. Santa Claus, Inc. Inc. For then it will embrace all you wonderful people wonderful, kind people who have done me the honor of making me stand here tonight. Thank you, all of you, for making the evening of my life such a happy one. Thank you. Miracle on 34th Street won best. Yeah, in won
0: best screenplay. The, the, um, for the wow. director and the uh, the the oh god, hang on a second, I give them the proper. Oh, the director doing a Director, cast. <laughs> oh. no, well, actually, so, Valentine Davies and uh, George Seaton, who also directed, they got best screenplay, and Edmund Gwyn, uh, who uh, who's wonderful, and he's just has a wonderful quality of voice. So Kevin, <laughs> no. come here. That was our that was my Christmas scene. We've done enough chatting about Christmas, Santa and Christmas movies. Um. We have. That was lovely. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. It was great having Helen on. So, Kevin, that
1: um, wraps up our special Christmas bonus episode. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I, I also want to say, Will, uh, on the Muppets episode, we mentioned that we started a Patreon. Oh, yes. And I just want to wish happy Christmas, not just to all our listeners, but to our Patreon backers who have come through for us and um, they're helping us to make the show. And God bless each and every one of them. And just a few of them I suppose we can mention because I think it'd be nice. Uh, Niall, Dean, Ray, John M, Graham, Jerome, every one of you, thanks so much. Um, yeah, it really does mean a lot to us. And uh, this podcast this year has been a-, a lifeline for me throughout the lockdown, and I have loved doing it. And... Um, it's really just it's it's meant a lot that people out there also uh, like it enough to want to support us to, to keep doing it so honestly sincerely happy Christmas to you guys thanks so much yeah thank and you
0: well. uh, to all our listeners and, the, and Patreon people thanks so much alright good luck
2: happy Christmas everyone and have a wonderful new year
0: Best Bits Podcast is produced by Will and Kevin.
1: All audio clips and music heard in this episode is the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe, rate, review—all that good stuff. If you have any notes, comments, scene suggestions, or just want to get in touch with us, email us at bestbitspodcast@gmail.com. At
2: and here is a clip from the lad's latest Mini Bits bonus show. The full episode plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Many bits. Another, Another new episode.
1: episode. to you, Steve. Of this Patreon, Patreon.
2: podcast. Exclusive. Exclusive. The Best bits Podcast.
0: Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this, I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the Chiraptist the other day and uh, she your said... corn? Uh, my corns. Do you, you ever get corns? No. Did
1: you know what a corn is?
0: Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it?
1: Yeah, like in between
0: your toes and stuff like that. Do, um, you,
1: do you not wear any shoes like around the house you walk No, around, barefoot?
0: I, I, I wear, no, it's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes. Like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound, who had their feet bound, like you know, before the turn of yeah. this last century. And so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a minibits episode where we get people disgusted.
1: Squally, it's episode 73 of the Mini Bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin, you're Will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode and then every so often it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode? It's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes.
0: <laughs> maybe it didn't Go. sound as desperate. Maybe we said, don't, jo-. maybe may- reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. It's, <laughs> You cancel. Don't des- Everybody cancel. You don't deserve to be in this group. We don't
1: want you. We don't we like don't the look need of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody.
0: <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people we, we did I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did? Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I how do you think I did?
1: I, I, I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once. So I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But, you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with, did they do the Examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And,
0: and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They were they are profiled in the gar- Guardian as well.
1: Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. we
0: don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So, um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're you're you're, you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains <laughs> from all his <these laughs> Patreon. Dot.
1: I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think <laughs> yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah, I just want to die. I I my w- Prince Albert. <laughs> your hat yeah I
0: speaking want of, of which the, I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth that's all I want so I can go bing whenever I'm on a call oh yeah
1: bing I usually just you know wink and like glint yeah starlight twinkle
0: <laughs> speaking of which I interrupted you what, 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 did, what did you want to speak of which
1: start the time oh I forgot you, you may as well
0: the timer. They,
1: all, all these lucky losers are listening in, and and they're wondering what are we going to be talking about. But we have to start talking about them after. Yeah, we we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about. Um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes, I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to watching thing.
0: that. We are. Okay.
1: Okay, I'll save my thoughts and. Right. Um,
0: what else did I see?
1: I made notes, but sure. It Jeez. doesn't really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy.
0: Okay, okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So um, I'm Well, the Joker hear-
1: 2 trailer came out today.
0: I saw it. Yes, I watched that.
1: Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look, like, Hey, listen. I uh, I actually what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch rewatch the Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go
1: back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be just to fill me in to, like get, on the lore. You know, get up to get, speed. Get you right up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be there going
0: where? Where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where When are they going to show up?
1: And like, it's you know- a bit of a weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is in its own universe entirely.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just I don't know. I'm kind there's of so many IP.
0: But like it's this, just everywhere, what well what's happened is the world, the comic book world has very much entered the the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors, and there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh it's oh, just this is the insane. thing, Kevin. <laughs> so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod on a podcast. Wait, was it on one of those? Uh, it Next was the show? last.
3: It was the last mini bits. Uh, you, s-
0: you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently, I- and have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to rise you. That's the only type,
1: only where place where I've noticed people, no, people in Discord trying every, to rise oh you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting now, like, um, tweets, comments, TikToks, uh, <sighs> articles, anything. Insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. Okay. I was like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. They would just they were morons. But no, I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a l o t, a lot. Where has where have they? gotten into their heads that a lot is one word it's the same way that people will write every time as one word
0: what's the one that you've you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right compliment compliment I can't <laughs> but I can't get it right it's like the I because I told you the other day yeah and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had an, to use it if there's an I in compliment it's yeah.
1: I'm paying you Ah, a compliment
0: that's a good way to remember it okay good and then compliment I, I wrote that to you but you did and I went to try and find it because I was—I found myself
1: writing the word compliment and I went shit Kevin but, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up which meant in my world that yeah I read that thanks but I did right I'm talking about a couple of
0: days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment I went okay what did Kevin say again about compliment there's an I and the E what did he say So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the eye is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's insane
1: how little you can retain information. It's insane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have
1: to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all well, my sound effects.
0: When you said start the like, timer, I have a whole
3: fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Here. Okay. A, Jesus Christ, where's my fucking? What Where's my ding dang ding?
0: Here we go. How the timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right.